Just like Willy Wonka was born to be a candy man, and you look like you were born <laughs> to be a Wonkera. Who can take a sunrise, sprinkle it with dew, cover it in chocolate and a miracle or two? The candy man. The candy man can. Welcome to Wednesday Comics. My name is Marvin. To my left, AP18 himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. I'm doing well. To my right, GW himself. Garrett, how you doing? Doing good. Wednesday Comics Podcast, as always, your uh, center of comic book things, uh, whether it be the books themselves, that pulp that Alex likes to uh, digest every night. He uh, grinds a comic down, and usually it's a reprint. He's not going to do any first runs, and he uh, ingests it in his body, and that's how he lives uh, for so long. Alex is, we never mentioned this on the show, he's 500 years old. So, uh, you know what? He, he could be our Andrew Bennett, if you know what I mean. Marvin's uh, not wrong. I grind up my second printings, I eat the pages, I let them digest. Sure, I've got a little ink poisoning down the line, but when you're as old as I am, who gives a shit? <laughs> and it's almost like the the quality of the work itself doesn't matter. It just matters the quality of the paper that they use. And so, that's not true. I don't eat Brett Booth books because those are just pure no, shit. Oh, but man, all that ink. I mean, your gray hair would go well, away. You don't eat those. <laughs> you don't eat those, Alex, because if you got second run of those, they'd be uh, touched by a bunch of uh, gross guys that were you know doing something to his images. So you, you don't want to adjust that. But I was going to say, like, guy, I wonder what that guy does nowadays. I don't see him on anything. Which is I th- good. I thought I just saw him on something recently. But I think I still see him from time to time as like a fill-in issue. I, 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 Alex, the content of the comic itself is not what uh, leads to the taste. It is the quality of comic, uh, the paper itself. And I remember when they did a new Fifty Two run, they used good quality. So you bought a bunch of the Superman number ones, even though uh, because you know they were a cent each after a week. And you just bought them all up, and that's kind of what you use as like your daily protein. <laughs> hey, are you making are you making fun of George Perez? You hear that comic book community? I, I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm just saying that comic mm-hmm. it didn't take off like they thought it would. I still remember reading that issue with Marvin, and almost falling asleep reading that down at college. Well, you're supposed to do it book. separately. You can't read it at the same time. We did, and I believe. <laughs> We both like <laughs> nodded off, which is. Oh, geez. I mean, we were both in Alex's bed at the time, so. Yeah. The window was nicely cracked. They got that nice breeze coming in. It had to be like seven o'clock because you know you guys are old, so you had to go to bed. And he had he had. Hey, his, hey, it was like five. He had his God. lights oh. about. He had his lights about forty percent on. <laughs> he had the incest going. Um, Jeez, Louise! What's up? Oh, incense. Incense. Okay. Incense. incense. Okay. Marvin yeah. and I aren't related. Yeah, what That's the true. fuck? Where's your mind at? Incense. Um, in but, a college dorm, they let you light incense. <laughs> yep. Well, no, it was in the house. It was, my, it was my apartment. It was his apartment. Oh. Come on. We don't fool around the dorms. There's a rule. <laughs> it wasn't the house that I actually lived in, too? No, no. 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 <laughs> Different one. Uh, they don't let you in the dorms have any, what I like to call, uh, community time. Like that, mm. so me and Alex had to bring that offsite. Um, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> what I was gonna say is that um, that oh, hold on a second here. There we go. That uh, speaking of Superman number one, 
I actually recently caught up with a couple of those Dawn of DC books. So I read Superman number one um, by Joshua Williamson. <clears throat> and I read uh, Titans number one by Tom Taylor. And I thought they were both good. Um, I like Titans more. And I'm excited to read Titans 2 more. But I was surprised by Superman um, how much I enjoy that first issue. Like, I don't know. I know a bunch of stuff happened with who exactly knows he's Superman again and mm-hmm. all that stuff. I really don't know about that. But I felt like the first issue kind of really um, sets you up to know what is going on. Yeah. I mean, the Superman title itself, like, is fun to read because it's, you know, Clark doing what he does, but then Action Comics actually has a lot of like stuff going on with all the members of the Super Family instead of like another Superman story. Yeah. So it's kind of fun for those characters that you don't get to uh, see as much. Right. Let me. I'm gonna turn off my fan because I can hear it and it's bothering me. Um. So I might get delusional. We'll see. But uh, um, with that with that issue, hold on a second here. I gotta read just my thing now that the fan is off. Um. I gotta forget. Do you remember who the artist is, uh, Garrett? Nope. I think it's not consistent from what I remember. I know the first issue I really enjoyed, so I'm excited to see if maybe uh, where that goes. And then at the end of the comic, you have obviously a villain showing up that I enjoy. I don't know if it actually is him or not, uh, but it is one of my favorite Superman villains. So kind of going to be pumped to read number two. And then Titans, I feel like, uh, is a very good first issue because it sets up a lot of things and then how it ends it's on a cliffhanger where it is definitely a tom taylor cliffhanger where you're like is this possible like how can you who who okayed this so we'll see so good no i think i think titans is all it's just so refreshing because like how many times have we seen the justice league been rebooted and like a new team it's just like x-men always constantly a new roster what if you just have a brand new team take over the protection of the world? Great idea. And then you, you, at the end, when there's a reveal, well, I guess you read it already. And Alex, I've read it. Do you Alex plan to read it? I have it, but I'm still. Side note, guys, I am just now getting my box of books that I have ordered a long time ago. It weighs 18 pounds. Wow. That's a lot of comics. That's a lot of comics. So, uh, but it's like three months old by now. So, spoil the shit out of it. It's fine. I'll read it eventually. <laughs> well, um, I might actually entice you to read it. So, I mean, I know you have it, but I, mean, I, I have the number one. But I, I can't binge anything because I'm missing two months with the books. Well, he'll, Marvin will give you the sizzle unless you want me to, Marv. Go ahead. I'm trying to figure out how many comics are in 18 pounds. <laughs> well, so the end uh, of Titans. Spoiler for you, it's 77. Holy shit. Dude, that's a big order. Because I saw my, my, it separated my boards and bags of 40 and 37. So, uh, wow. I, actually, uh, I asked Todd because this is the, the year of the AI, and I can't be not asking him questions during the show. Uh, he said it's about 72. Well, he's fucking full of shit. So he, he might be looking if each book was thirty two pages, he, he, but guess he, what? They're he, not. He does always he does always preface everything by saying that um what the fuck? Oh the fan's still on? I thought I shut it off. It's that ghost, man. It's that ghost. Uh he did preface it by saying, Oh, now see like now I'm too loud. He did preface it by saying uh it's an approximation and then to he's not hundred percent sure on that answer. 
I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, Todd, as you call it, uh, is actually what we call a weatherman in real life. He's never correct. We've been hearing a lot of shit about rain coming. Guess what? Never shows up. So Todd, you full of shit. I'm calling you out. Are you telling Todd to go watch Argo? Is that what you're saying? Oh, you, he needs to go watch Argo multiple times. Wow. Boom. Hey, what's the sizzle? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> well, um, who are you Marvin, beating to death over stairs? there? Yeah, who's dying? What's up? We thought you fell down the stairs. Or Actually, I just leaned back in my chair. I'm waiting for him to say this. Oh my gosh, I thought the chair broke. <laughs> um, well, basically, uh, the Titans are like setting up a shop at their <laughs> Titans headquarters. And the end of the book is um, Wally West basically dying in the uh, in Titans Tower. Um, and so, like, all the Titans are like obviously really sad, but Wally left clues. Uh, to figure out who, like, what happened to him and who shows up at the end but Wally West. So it's a little crazy that, like, a different version of Wally just showed up or it could be past, present, future and doesn't know why Wally's dead. Hmm. So. (laughs) (laughs) That's just my chair, guys. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what the hell is the noise at the end is you like run into a, a cabinet full of fucking dishes that's kind of, i was like that's what it sounded like uh with your chair I, I, according to you two i don't hear it but obviously yeah the eye is in the beholder so um i, I did also um <laughs> I think I showed you guys a scene from the Brave and the Bold number one. And I was reading more of it. And I was thinking to myself, there is not a character more that if he actually existed in real life, I thought about this and I'm, I'm going to pull it to you guys too. If he existed in real life, I wouldn't be a fan of him. Batman, like the way that he subverts the law and takes into his own hands. Like, all of that, like, I don't agree with. Like, I think, like, the cops should do their job. It goes through the system. Obviously, there's issues with the system. But instead of abandoning a whole system, you sh- should look to fix it. Um, but no one person should be in charge of whether or not somebody gets assaulted <laughs> or, you know, put it in a place where they could get killed. Uh, and also, I feel like he might also cause more damage than good. And that's – and I was reading that. And I was just like, but why in comic book form do I root for him? When I know in real life I wouldn't like him. I think the thing is that it depends on what Batman I'm seeing. If you see uh, Batman from the Arkham Asylum series, I think he is is well done. He never seems too brutal. Yes, he's breaking people's arms or he breaks a leg. But I remember from New 52's Dark Knight, um, I don't remember who it is he goes up against. If it's a big thug or just a dude. But the guy has a shotgun pointed at Batman. Batman grabs the barrel, points it down, and the dude shoots his own foot on him. And I, I remember that issue still bothering me 12 years later. How is that okay? <laughs> he just blew it just goes right off. But, but you're okay with him investigating crimes, going to crime scenes, and, and uh, arresting people, basically, on his own. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, I guess 
But I don't know. Being the shit out of bad guys, that's one thing. But you're right. To go in and do detective work that the cops are already working on, now you're just you're breaking the chain of of command. So, but he but he's doing it better. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, but does that make it allowed? But none of that stuff would ever hold them in court, though, because the cops didn't get it and their own work. It's tainted. As Alex said, the chain of custody is is uh, broken. Yeah. But so you is know he who doing the culprit more is. I but mean, you do based on his evidence and that's not evidence that you can use. And he fucked up all your evidence by walking through that crime scene. I know, but I think what we know about Batman villains is they don't just do one crime. But I'm, just, I'm, 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 not saying, right. I'm not saying the Batman villains. I'm saying the normal thugs that Batman's beating the shit out of or following up on. I guess that's more, yeah, Alex. That's more where I'm at, too. It's like when I see him against the Penguins and Mr. Freeze is like, oh, okay, go ahead and do that shit when you're being a superhero. But when they show him street level Batman, it's kind of almost like. I forget, I was reading not only Brave and the Bold, but I read another comic right before that, uh, an older comic of Batman, and I was just like, I don't know if I uh, would agree with these tactics. Like, it's almost in a way, so like, you know how self-defense only works with, like, there was this case in Texas, I believe, you know, in Texas they have the hold, hold your ground law, and but he would intentionally leave his garage open. And then hide in the dark. And so when somebody would come into his garage to like possibly steal something, he would shoot them. And he went to, uh, got arrested and then eventually got found with murder. And he was claiming self defense and like holding his ground. But in a way, he enticed them in there. Oh, so that's Batman. Yeah. And is Batman almost the same way? No, Batman's trying to prevent, but he stops ongoing crimes. He's not. Waiting for a crime to happen and then acting. I, but you know, to be fair, it depends on how it goes. Because as long as the attack is already happening, then he is coming to their defense. So he's doing uh, uh, public justice, essentially. If he is searching out bad guys and then beating the shit out of them before it happens, you can't prevent the crime. That's not the right way to do it. You have to stop a crime in progress so it's like it's like minority report they have to choose to do the crime before you can do something about and so it you're saying right. as a batman you would have to wait until you actually see them doing it to interview well yeah, you just well, said he I was mean, pre- you just said he was preventing he's not preventing anymore what do you mean he's not no he never prevents he always reacts if he was preventative joker wouldn't be alive uh there or like he would he's have joker alive. locked up in the bat cave um. Yeah, he would own all of Gotham. I mean, he would like basically it'd be martial law in Gotham, and it would be Batman's law. So, if he was preventative, it, it's not possible. It's too. Much I truly problem. believe it depends on who is writing him or how he is portrayed. Because there are some Batman's who, like when you do a GCPD, it is he is very much in the side. He's not as right. prominent. And also, you read Detective Comics, like the uh, when Dick Grayson's doing uh, the Black Mirror run. No offense, I do want Batman investigating who got eaten by that killer whale. In that future state, Batman story, almost like the city became that kind of police state of having Batman around, and they more dampen everybody else's rights to make crime not happen. I'm not saying it, I'm not saying that he is 
wrong or right. You can look at it for different ways. I'm just saying I feel like I wouldn't enjoy having a real Batman around. But hmm. that would also be much like I could see Superman now being an illegal alien and getting deported to somewhere else. So We're back to Krypton? He moved, I'm just saying, you let you make him the rest of the world problem. You kick him out of the United States. Like, you came in here without the papers, without the right visa. Get the hell out of here. I don't care if you're a baby. We're done. You weren't born here. I just don't think what small crime does Batman prevent that, like, is worth even having a trial over, you know? The, I'm just saying. I'm saying the big villains get a trial, but like small, like petty theft. But you still go to trial. Literally, literally go a judge. If you were, if you were any character, you were now either play Wolverine or the Punisher. I don't think you need a trial. Fuck you. Yeah, no need a trial. Are the I pun- mean, he just broke his leg. Are the Punisher? Okay. Will the Batman please come to the stand? Oh, he didn't. It's fucking daytime. He's not here. If we take away the, in, in, if we take away that Punisher kills people, it, are him and Batman any, any different? No, they're both well, well thought out, well trained fighters. Individuals possibly suffer from PTSD. I mean, oh, you said besides Punisher killing people, besides him killing people, yeah. Mm. Punisher will lay traps, though. Sure, or, I guess Batman would, but to apprehend, not to maim. I know it's hard. But, but it's it, a killing but thing. Things, you got to take away the fact that in the end, the Punisher still wounds you. He maims you. He hurts you. Batman does the same thing. When he breaks your leg, who's to say you're not going to bleed out because Batman didn't rupture something else? At that point, he's getting manslaughter. So, outside of not using guns, and even when Punisher goes up against the Avengers in Warzone, he uh, he knows who he's not going to kill. He's going to do the assault rifle against Iron Man and then beanbags everybody else. So, right. Ooh, you just made me think of that Punisher War Machine run. God, it was so good. That's good. I was thinking of the... Um, oh, Jesus. Who wrote it? Which one? Gosh. Greg Rucka? Oh, Greg Rucka. There you go. The Greg Rucka run where into his Warzone. Mm-hmm. That's, really good. that's still my favorite Punisher book. That's really good. Where's that guy been? <laughs> He's doing something. Jeez Louise. Isn't, right. isn't he doing the Forge book? Is the Punisher at your house, Mark? Is he, like, <laughs> is he trying to cook something or like what's going on? But yeah, yeah. He was in the kitchen and punching <laughs> some guy in the face. So <laughs> just heard a plate, like, I'm glad it didn't smash. Just sound like a drop. What did, what did you say, Alex? I for, fucking forgot. I'm sorry. I, I heard a plate fall. And I'm Greg like, Rucka, Punisher. Oh, he's, doing, uh, he's writing Forged. Forged, yeah. Nothing else really right now. But. And Lazarus will come out and when it's ready to come out. Uh, Last Black, arc. Black Magic, we're never going to see again. Hey, was Firepower on a break? It was. Now, it was kind of crazy as it's coming back on an anniversary issue, like oversized 25. And it's this month. I'm pretty sure. I was just thinking about that book today, and I was just like, what happened to that book? It's been gone for a hot second. Yeah. Which actually brings us to uh, our next segment here. And um, I want to do this uh, quickly next because my phone is dying, and it's on my phone. That's where Todd lives. He lives inside the phone. And... Oh. uh 
he lives in a small part of my phone where it's not like a dungeon, but he does work well under pressure, he states. And so it is mimicked to look like a dungeon, um, essentially then making it a dungeon. And he only likes to eat uh, turkey hearts and batteries. Um, Hell yeah. Because uh, he, he wants likes the dark bloody meat. The batteries he needs, obviously, because he's an AI and he needs some energy. But the turkey hearts, he's trying to accustom himself to human food because he wants to eventually get a body. So. Because <laughs> he wants to get a body. Uh, here, uh, by the way, here it was his uh, homework on the uh, comic book weight. The weight of a comic book can vary, but on average, uh, comic book weighs around 0.2 to 0.3 pounds. To estimate the number of comic books needed to make a total weight of four, 18 pounds, excuse me, the number of comics equals total weight divided by average weight per comic. Using the average weight of 0.25 pounds per comic, the number of comics 18 pounds divided by 0.25 pounds divided by, it just says comic book, equals 42. 72, uh, excuse me, comic books. Please keep in mind this is approximation as comic books can weigh, can vary, and this calculation assumes a consistent average weight. There you go. Did you get any uh, big, any of those thick covers in there? Uh, thanks for boring me to death there, uh, Todd. Well, hold up. You don't want him ready. He, 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 Alex took him down the other week, and Alex had all these tech issues. So... But you know what the weird thing is that this, I have, I'm not afraid of Todd anymore. I'm more than happy to tell Todd, shut the hell up. Because Papa knows what he's talking about. <clears throat> but, yeah, Todd. But Todd wanted to uh, <laughs> test whether or not you two knew your first appearances of some Marvel characters. And so what he did was put together a list of 10 Marvel characters. Uh, we will say the name of a character. I say we because we, you know, we're connected. Um... And you are Todd. The body that Todd's taking over. <laughs> and you need to tell me what issue this character first appeared in, what series, and what number. Um, and let's see if uh, how good. And they're not like random characters; they're big characters. Todd went easy because he said that that one comic book game last week was too hard. So here we go. Um, you guys just can buzz in. Uh, it just doesn't matter who answers first. The other person, if they concur. Then or say the same answer. I won't tell you if it's right or not. Tell you both say it, and then you both can get a point on the one. one. Spider Man. Uh, Amazing Fantasy Fifteen. Mm-hmm. What year? Nineteen sixty-two. I concur. That's one hundred percent correct. Damn. Do you concur, Doctor? I concur. I concur. Two doctors agreed. That's right. Number two, Iron Man. Ooh, I can see the cover. Uh, it's after Spider Man. No, I was he before Spider Man. He had to be before Spider. Is an Invincible Iron Man? Um, nineteen fifty three. I don't know. Why I'm here. I'm seeing fifty three. Nineteen fifty three. I'll go with it. You concur? I concur, Doctor. <laughs> That's not right. Nah, son of a bitch. The year was 1963, so you were oh, 10 years old. Damn. A year after the Spider-Man. And uh, the comic book itself is Tales of Suspense number 39. Mm. Uh, Thor. Thor. 
Oh, wait, he was in Tales to Astonish, I believe. First appearance. Tales to Astonish. I'm seeing the number 16. I'm using my my uh, rainbow bridge, and that's what, I, what I'm seeing. So you're doing Heimdall. Tales to Astonish, number 16. What year? 1965? Yep. <laughs> I concur. Yep. The uh, comic is Journey into Mystery, number 83. Fuck! 1962. Oh. Uh, the Hulk. The Hulk. I'm pretty sure he just showed up in Hulk, number one. It was also in the no. 60s. I know that. Well, I'm thinking Wolverine, sorry. Yeah, Wolverine appeared in... But it was Incredible Hulk. No, it was Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk number one. I'm seeing that 63. I'm seeing it. Doing 1963? Okay. Yeah. Incredible Hulk number one. Or was it just Hulk? Fuck. No, I feel like... I don't think it'd be Hulk. Hulk feels more like a current thing to drop every other adjective form. So I think Incredible Hulk is right. Okay. The Incredible Hulk? Yeah, yeah Incredible Hulk, nineteen sixty-three. Um, at first when you said it's got to be sixty-three, I thought you meant the Incredible Hulk sixty-three. I was like, so you're saying the sixty-two issues pass and he didn't show up yet? <laughs> no, the year <laughs> that, that, be, that would be a suspenseful for a book. That'd be amazing. It is Incredible Hulk number one. Nice. Uh, the Incredible Hulk. You were right. It is the full thing. Yes. Um, I would have given it to you either way, though. Uh, Tyler's won't play hardball with this one. And uh, it actually was 1962. 62, son of a bitch. 62 is the year the Avengers could have started, but they didn't. Right. Or maybe they did. Captain America. Okay. Did he? I'm pretty sure he showed up in Avengers number one first. Ugh. Yeah. I think it was Avengers. Okay. I just feel it. Avengers and number then it one. And spinned off into his own thing. Avengers number one. I mean, it's got to be 60, 65 or 66 because it's well after Iron Man's establishing Thor and Hulk. Okay. And Wasp's in there. So I'm thinking like 65. I can go 65. I was thinking 66, but. Let's go 66. Let's go with what you got. Okay. Avengers number one, nineteen sixty six. Captain America showed up in Captain America Comics number one. Oh yeah. shit! In nineteen forty one. Right there in the prime time of uh, World War Two, I suppose. Captain America was a Marvel thing before Stan Lee was a Marvel thing. Oh, because it's Joe Simon and, jo- and Jack Kirby are right. the creators of Captain America. I, I'm gonna let the audience know, by the way, also. Uh, I know a good chunk of Marvel history just because I've read like two books on it. Um, and so uh, uh, th- these two do not speak for the history of comics on this show. <laughs> Obviously, we're just guessing. Um, but I do want to say, yeah, so Captain America, Human Torch, like those guys came first. And then the reason why in Avengers number one, they find them in the, I don't even think it was one, it was three. They find them in the ice. Because it's like, oh, that's where he's been. That's how they explain because he went away eventually, and that's how they explain where he's been. He was frozen. Mm. They decided to bring him back. Um, Black Widow, Black Widow, 
Black Widow number one. <laughs> I I am trying to think if she would have been like in a team up book, um, like nineteen seventy two. I'm gonna give you guys a hint. Congressman mentioned already. Avengers number one. Nineteen. Oh, what was it? Sorry, what I, was I it? mean that it was a correct answer already. Oh. Well, we've only had one correct answer so far. Amazing Fantasy fifteen. All right, let's no, do it. Not that, not that, not that you guessed it correctly. That it was the correct answer. Well, fuck. Oh, you've, you've given us the answer. All right. Already. All right. Tales of Suspense. No, wait, wait, wait. Journey into Mystery. The issue number is different, so you can just guess on that. Okay, Journey into Mystery is what I'm feeling. Do you think she was, she was part of like a Thor book? I don't know, man. Tales of Suspense? Or what if she was in Captain America? Ooh. They are good friends. That's tough. I'm cool with it. Just pull the trigger. Yeah, but I got to go with, uh, you know, I'm going to go with, um, oh, shit, I just fucking had it. By the way, you both can guess different answers. I'll do Tales of Suspense. What number? Five. Hmm. Um... Journey in a Mystery number 13, because the Black Widow's unlucky. (laughs) (laughs) It is Tales of Suspense number 52. Damn. Iron Man showed up up in Tales of Suspense number 39. So Black Widow was 1964. Now, the next one I'm going to tell you, it, there is one where they say that he first appeared and was a cameo, and then the first full appearance is a different issue. It's the next issue of that comic. So either one you get, I'm going to give you a point for. Uh, Wolverine. Wolverine. He showed uh, up in Incredible man. Hulk. Uh, was it six? Oh, shit. What is it? 62? Could be. Oh, fuck. I can't remember which what the... 62 in my head is coming out, so I'm going to do Incredible Hulk number 62. I agree. The Incredible Hulk is correct. <clears throat> he was a cameo uh, in this issue, and then the next issue he made a full appearance. They both were in 1974. Uh, uh, Incredible Hulk 180 and 181. Damn it. Well, I'm still giving us credit, Garrett. we got to write Incredible Hulk. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, Scarlet Witch. <sighs> Tales of Suspense. Mm. No, wait, or is it X-Men? I was thinking uh, X-Men, because she's, she's Magneto's daughter. X-Men number four. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was thinking like X-Men number 72 in 1973. You can't have. We already had one that was a seventy-two. I thought the the year. No, that was an issue. Uh, no, we had a fifty-two. Mm, all right, let's go with what Alex said. What did you say, Alex? X Men, 
Number 72 in 1973. The correct answer in 1964 hmm. is X-Men number four. Motherfucker. No, uh, 100%. You got it the first time. You got it. Holy yourself. fuck. Oh, my Damn. God. I'm a fucking. Okay. But then I win. Was the, was I the, win. Was the thought that she couldn't have shown up that early? Yeah, my thought was that no way was she showing up that early. Yeah, I guess she Yeah, she shows yeah. up right away. Damn, Garrett, that is some fucking. That's kismet. That's kismet. That's thing, Garrett. Well, you should have just trumped me and said, "Motherfucker." Sometimes you, you got to go with the gut, you know. But I, I was totally like guessing. Wow. Uh, Doctor <sighs> Strange. Doctor Strange. Okay, this is tales of suspense. Maybe number one. Mm. Okay. You're right about the last one. Yeah, trust me now, Garrett. You got it. Concurred. Uh, Doctor Strange's first appearance was in Strange Tales 110 in 1963. God. Mm. Basically the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was in the day when they had all those anthology stuff. So, um, Which actually I believe because... If I remember correctly, so when they went from the Comic Book Authority came on board and they had to move away from horror comics, they started going with the sci-fi and fantasy stuff. But also, like, they were looking for what's going to hit. And so they did an anthology thing to kind of, like, build up and find something that would work uh, until comes along a Mr. Custodian named Stanley. You know, he was the custodian, basically. And he was the cousin of the editor. And eventually they were like, hey, not, we need help. Can you do like some copywriting on these things? And then eventually they let him do his own thing. So, uh, Black Panther. Oh, I almost said what issue was. Black Panther. That one I knew is, I feel like it has to be, ooh, is it Fantastic Four or it's Avengers? One of the two. I feel like it's Fantastic Four. I will say this just to make it more fun. I'll say this just to make it more fun. Uh, and that way you guys can just guess the number. It is Fantastic Four. So now I just need a number. For some reason, 67 popped into my head. I'm I cool mean, with it. If for Scarlet Witch, I mean, come on. Be a couple years. I'm cool with it if that's what you I'm, think. I'm guessing, but I'm I'm thinking 67. 1967, or that's the, the number issue? Yeah, the issue, 67. Okay. Lock it in, Marv. Lock it in. Fantastic Four, number 52, oh. in 1966. Wow. Hey, you're close to the 66. He actually is, out of that whole list, he is, besides Wolverine, the newest out of those people. Hmm. Wow. Wolverine's the newest, um, 70s, obviously. Um, and then in the 80s is when he had his big solo kind of... Uh, well, I mean, he was always kind of like a character who they looked to to be like a lead character. But in the 80s, when Frank Miller did that Wolverine comic, he kind of went big. Yeah, so those are uh, some of the ones. You know what, Todd? Why only Marvel today? I don't understand. You think the, these guys couldn't do DC? Would DC be harder or easier? Oof. We better save that one for next week. <laughs> I, I guess the shit out. I mean, 
I am the fucking Oracle of Marvel, I guess. But uh, other than that, <laughs> I, I think in a way it is a little bit harder because they're older. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we will see because I'm sure Todd heard me say that, and he's a lazy because he hasn't had enough turkey hearts today. Uh, and so he will just take an idea and run with it and not actually try to think, which I believe yeah. the reason for artificial intelligence is the intelligence. But Todd well, said he's not an actual AI. He's actually an A half eye. So he's only half intelligent. Well, sorry, Todd. It sounds like you're dying of battery. <laughs> Alex, um, <laughs> <laughs> You saw the uh, Team and T. What's it called? Team and T. What? Out of the Shadows? Mutant Mayhem. Mutant Mayhem. What's Out of the Shadows? It's that concert film. No, that's no, that's uh, Out of the Shells. Out of their Shells. Out of the Shadows is the 2016 that's right, uh, Michael that's right. Bay second movie. That's right. And I think actually, never mind. Um, I was going to say one of the voice actors in that show, but I'm not 100% sure. And doesn't matter. But anyways, uh, this Team and T movie that came out recently with the cool-looking art style um, came out. Um, I haven't seen it yet. My kids want to see it really bad. I don't know why. Just Space Hole last week that it came out. I actually thought it came out this week. I don't know why because they literally. Well, it came out on Wednesday. It came out on the second, which is a weird time to come I, out. I think so. There's no holiday last week. It just came out on Wednesday. Correct. Yeah. Early release. So maybe that's why I was confused because I'm like, can't be that Wednesday. Anyways, I'm going to go see it this weekend, obviously. Can't pass it up. But I wanted to, uh, uh, in a non-spoiler way, ask you uh, what you thought of it. I So I hold the 1990 in really high regard. Uh, this movie was fantastic. I don't, I don't know if I'd ever... I don't think I'd say it's better because the first one is nostalgic for us. I mean, yeah, remember, we're old. So we weren't really into Turtles that much. And when we did get into it, this is what we got. Um, as for this movie that currently just came out, it was amazing. What a change of pace. What a different story for them to tell. Uh, the artistry, the, I mean, kind of like when you see Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, that art style that they chose and the animation for it is fantastic. Each character feels like they are their own person. So yeah. it's not like the 1987 cartoon where they all are essentially the same person just different colored bandanas. They are their own character. Uh, really strong. Really, really, really strong. All right, I have a follow-up follow question. Yeah. Was Donatello good? They were all good. Like, the thing is, they were all really well done. And there's even moments where they all had their time to shine. So if you were a Raph fan or a Leo fan, whatever fan you are, you're going to get your fill of them. Uh, and they play really well together. So... I, if you haven't seen it, you should go see it. Just with that, it is a way different uh, Turtles movie than I had expected. And it left, I mean, my daughter and I went to go see it. We both really enjoyed it. She laughed. I laughed. Um, it was good. I'm excited for you to go see it, you guys. I got Oppenheimer this weekend, but then that's next on my list. You no, skip, skip Oppenheimer. Go see some Turtles. Can't. You gotta. Did you, did you I see Barbie? See no, that's where hashtag guest toast one is tonight. I know. I just was wondering if maybe you saw it too, but I maybe did not. not. Uh, Al, uh, have you guys ever seen Workaholics? Uh, no. no. Comedy Central. Uh, it's a comedy show, obviously. Um, 
about three guys who work in an office together and like and they live together they're roommates uh they're like uh cold call salesmen on the phone but anyways there's this one episode where they get uh they go to a party in this kind of like gated neighborhood and then the security guard is looking for them because they did something and so they go to the sewers to try to get out and they do bring up the turtles being like hey let's go down here with the turtles and then when they get down there they're so gross out by the amount of shit that's there. Um, but there is a scene where they do talk about the turtles and say, okay, I'm, I'm Mikey cause I'm a party dude. And he's like, I'm Raph because I'm sometimes rude. And the other guy's just like, and I'm Leo. Right. And they're like, nah, you're like a Donatello. And they have the whole conversation. Like you just had Garrett and where they <laughs> shit on Donatello. <laughs> hey, if there's a toy, if there's a TMNT toy left on the rack, it's Donatello. Raph is my favorite, but Donatello's always been a close second for me. Really? Yeah. Well, uh, you should come to the Aldi over here. Uh, they had like 20 million Donatellos left, so. I don't, I, I, my thing is that like Donatello used to be my choice when I played the games, just the fact that I thought his bow staff was cool in a simplistic way. Mikey was always my favorite growing up for the fact that I wanted to be that fun guy. And I've now turned into the realization I either think I'm a Leo or I know I'm a Raph. I'm no longer that fun one anymore. So, Oh, you're definitely Raph. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was hashtag guest host one, but he's kind of turned more into a Mikey. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Guy won't eat, won't stop eating fucking pizza. I tell you what. Big respect for that. I get that. <laughs> But no, then, it's if, exciting though. But if that makes me Donatello, that makes you Leo. I feel like Leo. that's pretty fitting. Garrett. What? This guy. Me? I almost would say that he is the Raph and you're the Leo, Alex. I'm Raph? Yeah. I'm not an angry guy. <laughs> I think Berserker Rage wise, it really would be me. I know. That's that's the hard part, is the anger. <laughs> Like Alex, I know he has that within him, and I know Garrett does not have that within him. But I also don't see Leo's a, a strategist. Garrett, you think you could uh, strategize? Oh, oh, I call it strategizing. Yeah, I can. <laughs> I just pull out. <laughs> All right, we'll say you're. We'll say you're Leo then. All right. Hey, man, I don't want it as some fucking consolation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I change, I'm Casey can Jones. You, can, you tell, can you tell me, of his skills, what you yourself have? Besides Leadership skills? Of Leo, yeah. Leadership. Uh, oh, that wasn't a question or was that a, a statement? So, was a but now, the weird thing, though, is that Leo is a good leader, but he's also one of those ones who, once he starts to lose control of, of the strategy... He does kind of fall through from time to time. I guess he does. Yeah. He does. He does also. Yeah, lead with anger too. Like in the TMNT animated one that came out like in two thousand something. Uh, what year, Alex? That's two thousand seven. When you went, yeah, when Raph and him end up fighting. Yeah, and that he does. He's kind of angry at Raph there for going solo. So, yeah, I guess okay. So I don't know. My, the only thing is that as a, as a, if there's the four of us together, like if it's you, the three of us doing the podcast, I definitely am Raph. Donnie and Leo, but I think if we do, do get Corey in on this, it's definitely got to be where he's ramped because Garrett and him bonk heads all the time. 
I think that's what that's it is, true. Garrett, is that you're not around as much anymore. So his anger has subsided and he became a party oh. dude. Oh. And it, it possibly is he's still coming off that concussion of you kicking off his head when you came out uh, when you were born, both of you. <laughs> and he might be shell power. He might be working out that PTSD um, with the you know cranial <laughs> kick. Uh, <laughs> and all those kicks you and I keep doing him after our Dylan. The old doctors uh, to the dome, you know. I know. You know he's got a big dent right in the center of his brain, so. <laughs> And for years, they you know they they thought it was mainly only caused by your foot, but then afterwards they found out not only was it your foot uh, from the initial launch, I mean, it was your foot also because you did a double stomp, and then you jumped right. off his head. Yeah, tuck and roll, tuck and roll. Jeez. So there you go, Mister. <laughs> you know, I was going to ask him tonight. <clears throat> maybe you know Gary. Maybe you don't. I don't know uh, if he was going to be at SuperCon. Ooh. I don't recall. I think I'm leaning towards probs not, but I thought, when we, I thought when we had talked about it uh, like a month ago, because then the following week is Craven, and I know we talked about coming in for that. I think it was either one or the other. He was going to either try to come back for the movie, or he was truly going to come over for SuperCon. I'll have to uh, buzz his ear, so I don't know. I mean, guys, that's, I, that's six weeks away. It's close. It is close. We'll see. Uh, uh, He went to go see, as you (laughs) mentioned, the Barbie movie tonight, and he started watching it at like seven something, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be over by now. (laughs) He he fucking joined it. There (laughs) he is. Are you still watching that movie? I thought I was going to. I thought I was going to avoid you, mother trucking. I'm just kidding. Yes, we got out like at 930-ish. Oh. So, uh, it doesn't sound that good. You kind of sound like that you're down and out. I'm going to tell you, there's two words I want to say to you guys. And that Fucking is horrible. That is Ryan Gosling. Nope. It was actually oh. enjoyable, hmm. you know? So there was some really funny things. It just, it's yeah. Free Willy's enjoyable too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that wimpy whale. Uh, wow, well, that's what, it. It's just Ryan Gosling. Why you? Yeah, no, it's good. I guess everybody else was good too. Sorry, yes, it's about Barbie. But, uh, <laughs> why are you so against up, the Corey, Barbie movie, Garrett? But you're okay about Oppenheimer. I'm all good with Oppenheimer because I want to see that bad boy. Barbie, I can wait till weekend. it's uh, on streaming. On the streaming, and I guess say Ryan Gosling, Michael Sarah. Those are those are the oh, two words you need to memorize. Michael Sarah's in that movie. Yeah, he's Alan. Yeah, I see he's in the poster. Yeah. He is Alan, it says. Yep. It says, and he's the only Alan. Mm-hmm. You need to go to movies more. You don't look at those posters before you walk in. Hey, uh, did hey, did you do that recon for that uh, Blue Beetle popcorn bucket for me? Oh, shit. You are the fucking worst brother. <laughs> I can't even with you. Hey, we were running, we were running late, okay? And you do you think? Here you have 10 popcorn yeah, Garrett, are you going to see Blue Beetle? I'm thinking about it. I Garrett, we're going to see it next weekend. It's not a choice. Well, dude, I can't go spend my money on that movie. Every James time I see gonna that prove, movie. though. James got yeah. approved of his DC universe. Yeah, well, James Gunn probably would approve his own shit if he had to. So no. <laughs> wow, I'm just saying. He keeps I'm saying not, this is the beginning. This is the I, beginning. I, I, so. I'm, I'm not entirely with Alex, but I can see where he's coming from. Yeah. I just every time I see the commercial, I always—I mean, I even told my wife and. 
I, I can't go see this movie. It does nothing but one. I can't see the kid other than uh, Miguel from Cobra Kai, and, and I think that's he's part already of it. proved awesome in the martial arts department. But when I watched the his sporadic uh, get his testicles caught in a suit kind of thing, I just no, no, I don't need to go spend twelve dollars to go be disappointed. When oh come on! The cast is stacked. You get George Lopez in there. Yeah, that doesn't um, sound me. Name one other person here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jaime. What's um, the actor's name? Miguel. Yeah. I can't uh, And then um, Exilatol Malagoyna. Who else is in there? <laughs> I don't know. It still looks fun. It does. It still look looks fun. fun. And the guys. Look up the popcorn bucket and don't tell me that you don't want that thing. I, no, I'm, getting, I'm, I'm fully supporting you wanting to get the bucket. That's fine. Well, I'm also on because your, I don't want to spend a hundred bucks when I could spend thirty. I'm also on your side that it might be good. I'm just saying I don't have a faith in it because of what happened with the Flash. So, well, the Flash. Okay, Flash is a totally different story. Blue Beetle was separate from that. I it didn't have its main. But then also, how many how many of these ramps have we had? How many of these restarts? Like. And it's I do not, okay. You know the James Gunn one's coming, and he said Blue Beetle is part of his thing. So the Flash, he said, yeah, has nothing to do with mine. Where he's like, Blue Beetle is the beginning of mine. Yeah, no, I'm not. That's what I'm saying. I'm, you're not wrong for me to. It, all the signs point it should be good. I'm just saying I don't trust. Garrett, I have never seen such a more lame popcorn bucket than the Blue Beetle popcorn bucket. Are you fucking high? Are you looking at the right one? I Dude, see like a picture of a decent pop. The eyes open up, and it's a popcorn bucket, and you can get a, a strap, and it's like a Blue Beetle backpack. It looks like a beetle. Well, no shit. <laughs> no shit, Corey. It looks like what you get all at the right, bottom of the cereal keep, box. You, you, hey, sign off, because you just you just schooled us all that the popcorn bucket for Blue Beetle looks like a beetle. What, what theater? Is, what theater? What theater is that, uh, Garrett? That you want to? I think it's at AMC. I'm pretty sure. Usually, all the cool ones are, but I hey. guess uh, my brother wouldn't look when he was literally at an AMC theater. But let's, let's ask Corey right now while he's on the show. We just got done asking Garrett. Are you coming to SuperCon, Corey? I am not coming to SuperCon. Unfortunately, you son of a bitch. Ooh. Wait, didn't I see Craven got delayed? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Craven got delayed. You're right. You're right. Until like 2028 now, because they're gonna got the whole shit movie. Right. Gonna get a real rhino just to come in to be rhino. <laughs> the, pop, <laughs> the popcorn bucket looks like his backpack. No, a backpack. You can be... wear it as a bag. It's got two it's straps. A dick you, know, cover, a but you, you know, you know when I'm hungry for popcorn, I like to carry it in my back. You know, just in <laughs> case I need that snack. It's because it looks cool. Hey, you Mark, see the one Cinemark? Can you hand me your beetle? I need some butter popcorn. Can you hand me your beetle? Is Cinemark, what does Cinemark's look like? It is the uh, the beetle itself, the scarab. And, uh, that's what. That's the one I'm looking for. I, I don't know oh. if it's at AMC or there. It's Cinemark. It's Cinemark. Oh, snap. No way. Finally, they get a cool popcorn. I did see. Yeah, I was going to say, the AMC one looks pretty lame. Yeah, I know. That's why I was like, he really wants this shit. <laughs> oh, that is Cinemark. Oh, you can it's buy Cinemark. it already. Oh, it's in stock. $25. Oh, there you go. Shit. Okay, okay. Here, so you're welcome for not purchasing. Okay, so you want to eat the, the popcorn out of his ass. 
So I want <laughs> the fucking scarab, man. I understand. I was actually to 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 add to your point there, Garrett. Uh, Cinemark, there are collectible tins, or basically just tins with like drawings on it, <laughs> and, and they really don't do anything unique. So I was surprised when I saw that too. Actually, the team and T one. T1, T1, T1's okay. About the AMC one? Whoa. Jeez. Cinemark's got some really bitchin' ones. They got a cool Groot one. Yeah, yeah, they got... Optimus. They didn't do anything for cool for... The Mario one I felt let down by, I believe. But the team and T1, Alex, actually went to go see um, Mission Impossible, and they had them already, so I bought one when I was... Is it the, is it the ooze container? Yeah. That's oh, cool. Al, I need a score. One out of ten. Ten being the best. Team NT, go. Oh, uh, ten. Oh, nice. Okay. Nice. I, was telling, I was telling the guys, outside of the 1991, 1990 movie, uh, this is top tier. And it's different than any of the movies I've seen for the Turtles. It's, go see it. How can it be better than Michael Bay's Team NT? Uh, very easily. <laughs> I don't know. We might be uh, Turtles or something. Pizza. <laughs> Brooklyn Turtles. All right, I did forget, but Corey brought it back, and I I do remember it being horrible. So, God, now this popcorn bucket's bitching, and I'm buying it right now. I so. I think the one thing that always takes me out, and it's from the first movie when the turtles go to meet April on the or they find her on the roof, and Mike Lander goes, "Oh, I think my shells just tightened." Disgusting. No one wants to hear that shit. <laughs> Yeah, well, the the, already yeah. hard. What do you want her to do? In, in the Michael Bay one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because did you guys know? I mean, Garrett obviously knows. Turtles' penises, about twice their body. I mean, as long as their body length. So, they would kill them. The, the sh- See, That's I like to consider myself a turtle. The, the shell keeps it contained, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Interesting. Cool. <laughs> Garrett, uh, have you seen Puss in Boots, The Last Wish? I have not seen any Puss in Boots movies. There's, a, good. there's a dog in there that pretends to be a cat. That's you pretending to be a turtle. It's not real. <laughs> oh, that's so mean. Uh, it is actually pretty good, actually. and It's on Netflix now, I believe. So you can watch it there. Hmm. It, it's on something. I saw it on something real. Probably Peacock. Hold up. Don't swear on this podcast. <laughs> Say, wait, what are we talking about? Are we still talking about the turtle thing or not? <laughs> First off, we don't call it by its full name, Peacock. Like, it doesn't make any ah. sense. I do call it the cock, yeah. Cock. Uh, I don't pay for the cock myself, but I do borrow the cock uh, from somebody. I won't say who. I don't want the FBI investigating. Uh, and I actually asked the other day because I lost the password. I was like, hey, anybody got a cock I can borrow? And uh, luckily they had one, so I used it. So Sounds like a hard situation. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Corey, when's the next time we're going to see you in the flesh? What, a movie or something? You know what? Don't even have to answer this podcast. Thinking about it, uh, when you're going to come home, and not this this river shit, all right? I don't know you passing through for half an hour. For the holidays. Well, so I have a wedding, so I would have definitely considered it if I didn't have a wedding to go to. Um, Halloween well, must, yeah, be, must be a twins thing because most of the time Garrett has a wedding to go to. Hey, it's been a it's been a few years. <laughs> it's been a year. So, That's true. I, I would have came, came, but I'll make sure to keep a special note of it for next year. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> another wedding to go to. <laughs> Corey, you look at that movie list 
and you tell me what movie you're going to be back here for, and we're going to go see it. Oh, All right. what is the mobile? Well, I can tell you it's not Toy Story 5. Um, it's not Craven. When is Marvel's November? Is that Thanksgiving? Uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's November. Are you going to be back for the Turk? I mean, if it's coming out Turksgiving weekend. <laughs> well, if it is, let's say that's it. Okay, perfect. And we can all foresee whether or not this MCU turns it around with the Marvels. Yeah, I mean, I just shook the eight ball, and it just oh, said something Corey, blank, So we never asked you. You finished Secret Invasion. What yes. did you think? <laughs> My opinion stands. Welcome back to the mid-CU. Yeah, it's uh, not good. <laughs> it was. It's like, get rid of these Marvel shows. They have done nothing to serve. Like, it, even their best oh. is still mid done nothing to serve the universe. I, I stated maybe two weeks, maybe last week, I forget, on the podcast I was interested to go back and finish it because people aren't liking it and I went to see if my opinion uh, was the same and I couldn't make it more than two episodes. It's so fucking boring. I watched it all and yeah, I mean, I thought something like, I will say Amelia Clark. Not great acting in this, no. this series. I was like the flattest acting I think I've ever seen. Uh, I didn't. I didn't think Samuel L. Jackson acted like Nick Fury. No. Yeah, that's true. That was a little weird. It's like then the movie trailer. He's this, you know, for the Marvels. It's like he's acting like he's supposed to be. I was like, why didn't you do that for the show? Yeah, I don't know. There's something weird about it. It it's... almost seems like how you know how they were going to make this a movie and they decided to make it a show that these people involved almost treated it more like, let's just get this done versus let's yeah. actually put some effort into this. Cause right. it's, if there's any show that like, you can say that you didn't like she Hulk, but at least it tried something different. You can say that you didn't like miss Marvel, but it did try to bring a different type of character to the screen, but this is standard Marvel secret invasion and they can't even do it again. Okay. Hey, Alex, that matter? Alex, do you care if I spoil this show? Oh, God, no. I will have no interest in watching okay. it. Okay, hashtag right, spoiler warning. What? It's all about the scroll you love, and if you love their scroll body instead of their hidden scroll body. Okay, but wait. So I'm All you need is scroll love. Just shut the fuck up for a second. So <laughs> I'm going to spoil the shit out of this because, like, I, I finished, like, the third episode, and Corey called me. And we were talking, and I was like, okay, you can spoil this for me. Because, like, Rhodey is in almost every single episode. You know, and I'm like, okay, that's awesome. I'm like, Corey, shoot it straight for me. Do I see fucking War Machine in this show? And he's, he asked me, you know, the whole two to three times, like, sure you want to know? Sure you want to know? And I'm like, yes. Yeah, because I like, get this false claim about being a spoiler king, so I had to double yeah, it. Sure. Right. And then he's like, no. You do not see Rhodey as War Machine. And I was like, this show's fucking stupid. It's not like you can't even show a Tin Man uh, as a superhero in your secret invasion. I'm like, and that's crazy because he's shown up in most of like a good chunk of these Marvel shows and not once have we seen his Marvel. And they really don't have to do much but show him in the inside of the thing. Yeah. If they wanted to save money, they show one shot of him flying and then the rest is inside. Right, right. <laughs> but, but by the like, way... Not one tie to a superhero besides what happens at the very end. Right. And 
they spent like two hundred and twenty million. So the price of a movie, and yet the siege. I guess it is. If you look at it, it is more hours of content, but it doesn't look as good as a Marvel movie. So you have that going for it, which in this kind of series, like a shield type series, and you might be able to get away with it, but then also they're doing it about scrolls. So it's kind of also kind of like, okay, but Corey disagree or agree. I, I, I said it a couple weeks ago, that beginning that, that they used AI to make that intro. Isn't that horrible? For the intro? Yeah. Oh, they used AI for that? I can't remember you saying that, but I mean, it's so long. Yeah, it was like (laughs) a minute and a half. It's like whenever that was coming on, I would instantly go to my phone because it's like three minutes long. It it literally is long and nothing interesting happening on screen. Right. So you're kind of just sitting there seeing colors and you're like, all right. Well, I also love like, you know, when it was coming to sit down for the finale the fate of the world rests on Nick Fury's shoulders. I'm like, did it really? Did it really? Was the fate of the world on Nick Fury's shoulders or Amelia Clark's going Super Saiyan 3? You know? Um, Not a fan. Do we, uh, Alex, it's not like this show doesn't have anything that will affect stuff going forward. It's just that it really doesn't hit like it's supposed to. Like, I only, like I said, I only watched until okay. So I watched until the episode where Maria Hill dies, and does she actually stay episode. dead? Yes. You've only seen the first episode, Marvin. That's not the first episode, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, she dies at the end of the first. episode. You know episode. what? Felt like three. Could not make it past one episode. Um, <laughs> but she dies. Is uh, is Amelia Clark supposed to be the Super Scroll? Yeah. Yeah. Does she use any of the Fantastic Four's powers? No. Um, she's not the and, and let me ask you another question. Martin Short's character. Martin Short. Not Martin Short. Ben Mendelsohn? No, no, no. Oh, Martin, talking, oh I, know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Not Martin Short. What the fuck is his name? Martin Freeman. 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 Martin Freeman's character uh, gets shot and turns into a scroll at the beginning of the first episode. Is that true? Like well, he, he was a scroll the whole time, or is it just no, a no? Just someone was pretending to be him as a scroll. Oh, okay. but I'm glad I'm glad he was there for these couple episodes of Secret Invasion instead of filming a season four of Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> uh, definitely a better use of his time. Right. Listen, yeah. he doesn't want to get sued by the mouse. Overdo it. He does yeah. not want to get sued by the mouse, and it was an obligation for him. So, uh, and then. So, I'm sure he got paid handsomely for it, so I don't can worry we, about it. Can we uh, queue up, and Garrett, I think maybe you were heading this way, but can you tell Alex uh, why Rhodey's in it? Um, well, he's also a scroll. Supposedly he's been a scroll since Civil War! No, no, they debunked That's that. That's what they're saying. And now they debunked it. Because he... But he is, a, he is a guy that they... No matter whether it be Civil War, but they're saying he's been a scroll for a while. Yeah. It's been debunked because he can't. The scroll can walk. Uh, Rhodey needs. He has fake legs. So, um, well, how does that prove anything? Because he had to fucking crawl when the Avengers uh, headquarters got blown up to rocket. So, that was real Rhodey. True dad. But, but here we go. So I'm big spoilers again. But guess how they get the DNA from all these heroes for the Skrulls to basically absorb? What's the MacGuffin? Yeah. 
it's basically Avengers Endgame. They said that there was DNA all over the place that the, uh, Nick Fury led a team to collect all the DNA on the field of where the battle in Endgame Sex in the was. fields. Sex in the fields. Yeah, and was able to upload DNA samples um, and keep them safe so that, uh, you know, no one could ever have that DNA. And then somehow the Skrulls got it. Huh. <laughs> no, he gave it to him. Remember, it was hidden in his gravestone. Well, I know, but they had some of the stuff already. But, yeah, for some reason, fucking Thanos' arm, like, you could replicate, like, at one point, Amelia Clark has, like, Thanos' arm. It's like, come on. Stupid. But I swear, you don't see one ounce of emotion out of Amelia Clark's face that entire show. Yeah, it's not good. It's not. It definitely does not make me want to... I think that it feels like the nail in the coffin, but I know when the Marvels is closer, I'd be like, fuck, I gotta go see it. Um, well, because that does look fun. Like, the trailer has looked fun. The second trailer that came out looks fun. If it does that, win. Oh, don't that's what I was going to say. Don't change it. The one-two punch of Ant-Man and this sh- show, I just... <laughs> I don't. Was there a movie between Ant-Man and the show? Yeah. No. Um, wasn't there? No. No, I mean, it was the last one. Okay. Yeah. Loki. Oh, Guardians 3. Guardians 3. Even that, I was talking to somebody recently, and I was like, I think I enjoyed that movie, but I don't know, especially out of the first two Guardians, if I ever go back and watch that third one again. I still have yet to see Ant-Man. I still have yet to see Guardians, and both are on Ooh, Disney+. Plus. Disney Plus. I was going to say, I know you have Disney+, Plus. you just don't feel the need to hit play. I just right. I, there's something about this this hey, most recent phase. You're not alone. I was talking to someone uh, today at my job that I said, you know what? I honestly think I am either so overburnt with all the comic book stuff, whether it's TV shows or movies. Honestly, I think if they would have wrapped up this show with the the series with Endgame, I probably would have been content. Yes, I've enjoyed the Spider-Man stuff. I've enjoyed bits and pieces, but it's just that it's bits and pieces. I agree. This, they should have taken a five-year hiatus after Endgame. Oh yeah, I think, I think oh, we. Yeah. I am so burnt out, and and the Kang Dynasty doesn't matter. The stuff I'm waiting for are the characters who haven't shown up yet. I'm waiting for the X Men. I'm waiting for Fantastic Four. I give two shits about Kang. What about even Loki? But hey, I can't Loki season two. I'm there because I, I got to see fucking Owen Wilson. I, Whatever about I, Tom Hiddleston. I, but I, Owen Wilson as Mobius King. I think the a five-year gap after Endgame, maybe, I don't know if I agree with that 100%, but I do think they should have definitely tampered and had, let's do two movies a year like they used to, and then, like, two shows. Like, you can have it. No shows, three movies a year. <laughs> three? Okay, we'll do that. Because they used to do it, a summer movie and then, a, like, a fall movie. Uh, sometimes Thanksgiving, sometimes Christmas, around that time. Um, but now they do early spring, summer, and then that. And then you have shows before and after those. So you really have, uh, what is that, almost seven things going on. And they don't stop. Like, when the show's done, a couple weeks later, it's the movie. Yeah. I think uh, the only movie that I'm actually excited to see, the Marvels I may or may not see. Honestly, I probably won't see. I'll no, probably I wait. The, the Alex, one I will go to in theaters is going to be Deadpool. If I'm a betting man... I don't see you going to the Marvels. I, I, there was a trailer before the turtles and I was like, yeah, okay. It looks, could be interesting, but 
not enough to make me actually probably go spend my money. Deadpool, I will go see in theaters. Here's what I say. I'm probably going to give Marvels a chance. It looks fun. All right. Well, if that is over Turkey Weekend, we're going to go see it. You know? Yeah. It's, we'll Absolutely. we'll sneak in a little Thanksgiving after uh, leftovers. and. Um, I mean, hey, first hurts, week in November, yeah. though, Dune 2. Isn't it? That's Thanksgiving or Christmas? Uh, that's like the first week in November. Oh. Okay. Well. Go eat your dinner. Well, th- that, this is Corey. <laughs> I also did mention that he is the uh, entertainment king of the entertainment capital of the world, uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, nearby and adjacent to. And uh, whatever he says is gospel. And he just stated Dune 2 uh, is going to be the movie of the year. So. Well, that's funny that you say that my word is gospel, because I would like to reiterate again, The Last Jedi is the worst Star Wars movie of all time. <laughs> all <right. laughs> Just kidding. I'm going to get hung up on that for that one. It's, it, right. you know, I actually have one question about that, because I recently, I hadn't watched Rise of the Skywalker until the last two months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched it, and you're telling me that you like that movie more than The Last Jedi. Well, yeah, yes. all, it, all it was is JJ trying to fix the piece of shit that came before. Right. So, Corey, have a good night. <laughs> what the heck? I get those ones signing off. Stay classy, San Francisco. You're going to have to end it because I can't kick you off, it says. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to end it? Yeah. Wow, I have free reign here? <laughs> God, no, shut up, Corey. <laughs> all right, good night, folks. See ya. <laughs> There you go. Nice, nice entertainment section there for you. And uh, as stated, we will keep you up to date on how these work. Blue Beetle. Marvels, uh, I think it is our obligation. Uh, maybe uh, just one or two of us. You can't sacrifice all three to go to these shit movies. So uh, our eyes can only be burned so much, uh, and our ears fondled with. So that's what it felt like. My eyes were burning when he put that baby in the microwave in the flash. Oh jeez! And my ears would bleed every time the alternate version of. Ezra would talk. So, uh, I, you know, the weird thing is for the summer, I, the only two movies I have seen in theaters have both left me happy and content. Mario? And my life. I didn't know. Uh, my daughter saw it in theaters. I did not. I saw Spider Man and Turtles. Spider Man. Oh, okay. Was that, okay, last question about Turtles. How was that animation style? Is it very similar to Spider Man? Uh, or it's more like it's more clay, place. right? It's more yeah, clay. It almost looks like more more clay animation, which is really nice. Uh, it was it was really pretty. The movie is really good. Uh, Ice Cube plays the character, and he yeah, is annoying. Superfly. Superfly. He, he's annoying as shit, but he does a really good job being How, annoying. How's John Cena, your boy? Uh, honestly, he didn't talk enough. Oh, really? Roxanne, you like him? He doesn't talk. I liked him. I thought he was doing a what good job. What about Seth Rogen? Uh, his bebop was okay. I don't know. They, those two guys didn't spend enough time on screen. Hey, to, you, you have to, him to thank the most for that movie because I believe he wrote it and he produced it. Uh, he, was, he was producing it at least. I know he's a big reason why it came out. It's, I mean, I enjoyed it. I just tell my daughter, I said, when it comes out, I will probably pick it up that day off. Because we do want to see it Damn. more. I'm, I'm excited to see it now, and it's on the docket. Um, let's talk about this uh, comic book called the uh, what's, What do we have a club? Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents I Vampire Number Five, written by Joshua Hill Filecoff, with art by Andrea Sortino. 
Was there at the time a different comic between four and five? Um, was there not like this jump all of a sudden? Like it doesn't feel like it's any of the story we were reading before. No, because it was. I mean, the weird thing is they've talked about going to Gotham since issue two. And then we showed up in Gotham. We didn't give two shits about running into Constantine. Uh The Batman shows up, and I've realized I don't care for Sorrentino's Batman art. His look. There's something about it, whether it's... We always seem to be looking up at Batman and not at Batman. So it's almost like he's looking too pompous, and I don't like it. His costume also looks like it's loose-fitting. That too. And it's like material, like rubber material, instead of being some sort of uh, Kevlar, Kevlar, yeah. That's what I was like. Oh, but that fucking fight in the beginning though was pretty awesome between him and Andrew. I think art-wise, this issue is the most Sorrentino so far. Uh, There are a lot of good two-page spreads. I feel like in this issue, especially that train scene, uh, I think that was good. I just feel like I don't know. Maybe I just forgot what happened last issue, which is weird because I felt like going into this issue, I remembered. And then I don't remember that girl. That Tig, yeah, Tig, Tig showed up last issue. Okay, don't remember. <laughs> I don't know why. And uh, did Constantine not decide to go with him? I thought he was going to go with him. Nope, he was kind of just a uh, one and done. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah, because it was dealing with Tig's dad. Oh, that's right. So Tig's dad would remember turning to that big beast who was trying to eat everybody. Oh yes, that's why she wants to kill him. Okay, you're right. Yeah, that's on me for not remembering. Um, but otherwise, but now you remember. See, otherwise, yeah. as you stated, like um, this that fight scene, and I think the whole issue, it is like it didn't it didn't make the issue not entertaining for me. It just made me question whether or not there was something in between, or I just forgot what was going on. Um, I think of all the books we've read in quite some time, this is the most hit or miss, and it is literally issue per issue whether or not I enjoyed it. Last issue, I really liked it. I. I <clears throat> I thought this one was going to be my favorite for the fact that it had Batman in it, that it had other stuff going on. And this is one of those ones where it kind of just landed flat for me. Even if the art was good, it wasn't enough to go, I really enjoyed this. I liked it more. Like, I liked this up until Batman disappears. And then from then on, it was just too wordy. And, like, I think that's, like, if you think about Sorrentino today, like, that is way too much text to cover up Sorrentino art. But, I mean, again, that's the beginning. It's When I say it's also the most Sorrentino-like, there are still things that are very conventional, and I feel like he's being told to put in there. Like, that two-page spread of the train, it's, like, interrupted by four panels, standard panels at the bottom, and it's kind of like, okay, why? Like, you could do this a different way, and you have in in the future. Um, But, obviously... There's probably cut some constraints of how loose he can be. Um, but yeah, big Batman's a big part of this issue. So I feel like, especially Alex, if you're not on board with this version of Batman, and he does kind of write him like Joshua kind of writes him as more of the, uh, as we were talking about earlier in the show, as that authority figure, like mystery, like he's acting like he's in charge of that whole scene. Um, but yet still, somehow it still bitches out when the cops say, who's that? <laughs> it takes off. Um, but yeah, so it is more of a, uh, kind of authoritative, uh, Batman than detective Batman. Um, but yeah, I actually, you know, now that I'm thinking about it here, I do agree with you from that end of the train scene on, it was kind of almost like, I don't know, 
didn't like the way it, it was. was a slog. Yeah, it was a slog, and it was like blah 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 blah. Okay, Mary shows up at the end. <laughs> you know, like I like I got I did kind of zone out. So I did the first half great. Second half, woof. Let wait, me ask what you, a slowdown. Let me ask you this question because I did look at the next two issues covers, um, and I just the next one says prelude to some event. Um, and then the next one says part two. So is part one a different comic? Was there an event comic at that time? Yeah, I know there's an event comic with iVampire at some point. I can't, I mean, it must it's be like now. something vampires or like the world of vampires, something like that. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, the next one is the last one in the trade. It is the prequel to that, which makes sense. I just found it weird that like, oh, where's number one? I guess you have to go find that, whatever they call it. One it might have been a Batman issue. Oh, okay. I'm not 100%. I didn't think so, unless it takes place during the uh, Court of Owls. No. That was on issue nine of most of those books. It was its own event. Let me check. I Vampire Event. Um. Wow, that's just fucked up shit when you uh, Google that. <laughs> I didn't say, yeah, watch what you're going to uh, find. It's gonna be, uh... Well, I'm going to do some research later on that. Ooh. Gary yeah, found out about some sucky, sucky websites, huh? Yeah, um, man. Sucking some blood, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I'm, I mean, Alex, I'm going to take a gander. Uh, not a gander. A uh, bet on... A gamble is what I meant to say. Uh, that the next issue you will not like either, because I have a feeling that a prequel to an event you're not going to read is probably not going to be a good one-shot read for you. Um, probably not. So we'll see. I mean, I will say overall, I feel like this was a good choice because this was something that I never uh, finished back in the day, not even the first arc, and I think it is uh, a good example when we put ourselves in that place of the fifty-two. At the time, it, it, this is way uh, different than what was coming out, and so I did. I remember at the time enjoying that DC was taking these risks, and, and Sortino got. Uh, I remember him getting noticed off of this, so that also was a plus. There you go, a little eye vampire. I want to suck you. Blood. Uh, Wednesday comics that com go there. Uh, Subscribe to this show. Um, tell your mom about it. You know, it is Mother's Day coming up in one year, uh, less than a year. So <laughs> when you're thinking about that present, here's what you're going to do. You can write down WednesdayComics.com. Please subscribe on a piece of paper. Put it inside of a cookie. Like a, like a fortune cookie is the concept's the same, but you put it like in an Oreo. All right? Then you put that thing back in the package. You seal it back up. And then when she comes across that cookie, she says, what the hell is this? You say, happy Mother's Day. Now, your mom can eat that in one night. She could eat that in over the course of a month. Who knows? And that's what it is called a surprise for. Okay? Uh, also, while you're there, uh, click on the merch button, web page button, and go to the merch page. And then also visit our sponsors, Rainbow. Comicsandcards.com. Rainbow. Comicsandcards.com for all your comic book and card needs. Sports cards or cards, collectibles, um, board games. You probably could find a Michelangelo with one foot there uh, in the little bin of used toys. 
Uh, or you can find a Michelangelo that is pristine. So, you know, whatever you want. All the whole spectrum's there. Uh, Alex, turtles can't live outside of their shell. It's attached. Correct. But have the turtles ever been out of their shells? How could they go on that concert and promote that? Well, it's coming out of their shells, but they're still in their shells. Oh, know. so it's a metaphor. But I'm out of them shells, but the, you know, like coming out of your shell. It's I don't. A, it's a metaphor. I don't get it, and that's propaganda from Big Bird. So, and I don't mean the Big Bird from Sesame Street. I just mean the corporation birds. Oh, I'm like he's just trying okay, to teach I'm your good. kids. I'm glad to clarify. It then. Yeah, like, like seagulls. They're all part of a union called Big Bird. Uh, it's not actually Big Whoa. Bird. So, is it B Y R D Bird? No, and they're offended you said that. Uh, mm. And they will swoop on you next time they see you. But they actually are sen- They're actually sending five magpies your way. So. Whoa. I'll bring my bat. <laughs> Go to rootsofthe swamp thing dot com. All your swamp thing needs. Speaking about James Gunn's start with Blue Beetle, I know one of the things in his first. Uh, I think actually his first half of what he considers the first phase, I think it ends with Swamp Thing. So uh, get to know the green and uh, go ahead and peruse that website. I see some nice, um, actually I think this was on his socials, but uh, DC World Swampy on his socials, Roots of Swamp Thing on Instagram. Uh, His son can fit into these like old vintage uh, Swamp Thing uh, slippers. And I looked at them and was like, you know what? Those were the good slippers. 1980s. Never. I, weren't those the ones that started his entire collection? It did, yeah. Yeah. And just it's it's you know full circle, the first full circle moment. But also once again made me think there's no better feeling than those kind of slippers. So uh, they went advanced with their technology, and, and that's nothing against new technology, Todd. I'm just talking about in general. But those slippers, for some reason, the best. Never fell off. Nothing. Alex, the joke is they were shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Those came out when you guys were like 10 So you remember Yeah well actually I was not I was like 3 uh, <laughs> or two. Plus 7 more years We get it Oh the joke is I'm older Shit mm-hmm. <laughs> 20 Yeah I was 20 When they came out Yeah Um. What else Oh supercon.com Supercon.com You heard us asking Guest House 1 If he's going to be there Obviously not So we need a new Guest House 1 Live on the scene and uh, we will be uh, chatting with people and trying to find that new hashtag SLS1. Uh, temporary. It's like a, we need a temp for the day. So we'll see who we find. And that'll be uh, us on the so lookout. So they're going to have a lot of things there. Go there. Supercon.com. Uh, September 30th. Or actually 29th. Nope. 30th. Nope. Yeah. Through October 2nd. Whatever that weekend is at the end of September. Nope. The Friday the 29th through the 1st. Okay. Two. 29th, 30th, and the 1st. Uh, the best day to be there, it actually depends. I'm going to give you a little super con hints here. I feel like the if you want to do the floor, the first day and the second day is the best. If you want to see panels and things like that, that Saturday kind of morning is the best. Uh, if you want to uh, game or if you want to get around the, the shopping room floor uh, with less of a crowd, Friday. Sunday, they're kind of sold out. So you, I mean, they sold out a lot of things. People are packing up, uh, even though there are things for your kids there. And I think that's when you should bring your kids because, you know what, not so much shit up there. 
that they can want to buy. Um, you know, leave them the Mario with half a head, um, and he'll take that. But they have kids' things there on Sunday, so. Alex, would you agree with the the shopping Friday? What day? What day's your best well, day? Fridays or Saturdays or Sundays? Oh, they're both they're both fantastic. Because by the time I've emptied out some of the shops on Friday, they're bringing more stuff on Saturday. That's, That's what I was, right. And that is he what I was thinking. through the supply. That's why I kind of was my, like... My, generally, by the time Sunday rolls around, I've either spent my majority of my money or I'm actually being so picky that I can't pick what I want. And that's what it was last time. I remember you waiting me like, uh, weren't you looking for something specific? What do you, what's what's up, Alex on the hunt up for this year? So I'm looking for Marvel Legends. I've got some uh, the Juggernaut wave that I want to get. So it's got Rogue. It's got Wolverine in his brown and yellow. Uh, I'm always looking for video games they don't have. Uh, some you know Grails, Holy Grails that I don't already have that are going to cost me way more than they should. Uh, what else do I want? A tor- I'm always Turtle Toys, but folders, movie stars, of course. You're looking for Doctor Mario? Hard to find. Nope, he was not on my uh, my list, but okay. Uh, do you have Dr. Mario? I do not. Well, see, look at that. It, it, who knows if it's hard to find? You haven't even looked into it. What about uh, what about Mario Paint? Ooh, nope. I don't. I didn't plan on getting Mario Paint. God, you, but I might get Paper Mario. You kind of need it for the music maker, you know. If you want, maybe you, your daughter can uh, start making some tunes in the house. Looks like if I want to get Dr. Mario, won't be a problem. <laughs> Why? Because you're, you know, you're rolling in the dough. It's like a million dollars, right? Yeah, you know it, everyone. I am just, I'm gonna, ret- I'm already retired. I just go to work because I can. Well, you go to work to feel the rush of being like Batman when somebody tries That's to steal true. alcohol. That's true. That's why I thought you would actually want a Batman around because maybe he needs a sidekick. Yeah, and maybe he'll even leave you the bottle around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk Robin. <laughs> Holy hell, Batman! There's three of you. <laughs> there's actually only one of me in a tree, Robin. Oh, I thought that was three of you and uh, Mister Mixoplick. That fat fuck. I'm hey. sorry. I just had a little bit of anger in me, and so I just needed to mm-hmm. let it out. You know. There you go. He's the imp of the fifth dimension. He can take it. It, it can is take a, it. a very good coping mechanism that I, when I feel angry, I direct it at him only, and so nobody else ever has to get hurt. Just him. Not that anybody's getting hurt. I'm just saying. <laughs> I meant and me yelling at them. I feel uh, like I need to get you a Mr. Mixlepidilic uh, stress doll. Yeah. You know how oh, the one time you guys remember how that one time you guys got me the best gift in uh, Osito? Yeah. Now I need yeah. just I need this fat fuck, so. If anybody makes a plush one of them, I will buy him. So I'm gonna buy him, and then he's gonna look like he was in fucking Sid's room from Toy Story. <laughs> uh, we'll get you some steel tip dark piece of shit. Uh, at Wednesday Comics on Twitter at Garat twenty one eighty eight and at uh, the AP Keaton, and then also on uh, Threads you can find me at, at S A L M A R V. Uh, I open up my uh, oh, excuse me. They're on X, uh, those three places. Not Twitter anymore, sorry. Uh-huh. Uh, I got to call it X, even though, you know, it still says Twitter. Uh, no, I know the, and they took you down know, the no, X. No, my, my, my update the logo just as X. Oh, it does, okay. Well, you know, it rolls off the tongue, and that's why we say see us on X. 
<laughs> oh, that's sex. What the <laughs> fuck? See us on X. S-E-X. Sex. You talking about me and Alex in that bed again? <laughs> oh. Whoa. Whoa. oh, that's Whoa. the incense you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> what I meant by that is that I'm Alex's uh, distant cousin. <laughs> my name is Welcome to Alabama. My name is oh, actually, boy. My name is actually not Marvin. It's uh, Stefan. <laughs> Stefan, I can't I'm, even say it. I'm still Alex. <laughs> I'm Garrett. Hey everyone, enjoy this almost fall weather and keep turning those pages. <laughs>